0: radio show. And here is the studio orchestra of the Spudguman show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe! Here comes the
1: Spudman He goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man. he goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's
2: woo. Spud. Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud, Spud Goodman.
3: (laughs) Spud Goodman.
2: (laughs) I will be the captain of this show, so welcome aboard. I have high hopes that this episode will be a great one. I know I don't like to get too positive, you know, I hate to disappoint, but there's a decent chance you won't be totally, you know, overcome with ennui if you hang with us for the next
4: 58 minutes. I should now introduce our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Show your skills. Uh, Well, okay, will a snicker be okay? I've been thinking I should slowly increase the intensity of my laughs through the show until the appropriate climax at the end. What do you think? Well,
2: I do like a good climax. What? Good idea.
4: Okay, I have to also
2: now acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Uh, Blink three times so our audience knows you're alive. Yo, I will do more than blink my eyes. How about I give a warm
5: howdy to all of our listeners yeah. right now? It's no, my no, pleasure.
2: No, 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 to- no. Your, your pleasure? No, no. Yeah. No. The, the chain of command here would dictate that it is my pleasure.
1: Americans love a winner. I,
2: I don't know what you were going to say well, and, and suck up to them about, but as a host, I will be the one dealing with pleasure, okay? It was, it was just a figure of speech, but nothing more. Not trying to encroach
5: on your territory, though... I do have a considerable number of supporters, given the volume
2: of fan mail I've been getting recently. Volume? Yeah. Really? Come on, man. I don't get a volume of fan mail, so I know you don't. I mean, define how much is a volume? Well,
5: again, a figure of speech. But let's just say a number of people seem to be quite appreciative of what I bring to this show, and Hmm. they're sympathetic to what I have to undergo in my job duties as your co-host.
4: What's your name, scumbag? Well, I actually got some fan mail myself yesterday. Really? Really? Yeah, it was only a couple of emails, but I guess they do appreciate my laughing skills, And believe me, it's very heartwarming.
2: Yeah, well, I've gotten plenty of fan mail in the past, but I don't know, my my email account could be down or something, because lately, you know, I'm not getting anything, and I I need to ask Comcast about what's up. The only thing that really is coming through in the last few weeks is spam. I mean, Hmm. mostly, you know, about erectile dysfunction products. (laughs) I, I don't know why they're contacting me. It's annoying. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't
5: know, as I don't really Yeah, yeah, right, right. You,
2: you don't ever have issues with this after 19 years of marriage? Seriously. I mean, I don't myself. Absolutely I well. don't.
4: But I do feel the pain of other guys who do. I mean, you really lack empathy for your fellow man. Hey, both of you should not be ashamed to take advantage of what medical science can do. You know, to help out in the bedroom. Right? Uh, okay, I now. I don't like talking I, I about it. I to, need mm. to give
2: everyone in the studio a heads up. I probably should have mentioned this before we went on the air, you know, as my cell phone is now blowing up, I, I have it on vibrate and it's like performing a massage therapy thing on me right now in my pocket. So yeah, D- does anyone remember Amber, the the woman I, I went out, oh. you know, for when I went out with her for a while, well, she, yeah, she's sort of back in my life.
6: Tonight, a
7: Kelly File exclusive.
5: Okay, oh, but you know, that I, is unfortunate. I, I well, Isn't
2: she no. that stalker? Oh, what's that? You, you want well, me to call the authorities? No, I have it under control. Stalker's a bit harsh. Well. You know, we, we, we've been we've been seeing each other for a while now, off and on. Like last weekend was was one of the problems. You know, just our it started to come up again. You know, nothing big, but you know. Mm. We went to see La La Land at, you know, at the Second Run Theater. Mm-hmm. I think mean, tickets were like 2 2 bucks a ticket and I paid for them by the way. But am I the only one who was dozed off maybe 30 minutes into that movie? I mean, Amber loved it, but what can I say? I like at least a like one car chase
4: or a decent sex scene or two to keep my interest. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I loved La La Land. I thought it was a fantastic movie. I got to say, I haven't
5: seen it yet, but my wife and I hope to rent it at Redbox when it comes out in a few weeks. Well,
2: what I need to tell you is Amber's kind of mad at me. I think that's safe to say. I I guess I didn't say goodbye. You know, I Mm. had to leave early in the morning, uh, you know, on Sunday, and uh, she was snoring so loud I had had to slip out and go home to get some sleep. And I, yeah, should have left her a note, but I couldn't find a pen. That is messed up, yo. (laughs)
4: Oh, I don't blame her for being upset, Spud. That's very bad manners. I know, I know, I know. I texted her yesterday and said, you know,
2: we could talk about stuff, you know, maybe next week. But Amber is somewhat uh, short on patience. Oh,
5: yeah. I remember Amber quite well. Remember when she came down to the studio? Thank goodness you had your security guy with you that show. I really think you should at least call
2: your personal assistant, Derek. Where, where is he anyway? I gave, I gave him the day off. Well, I mean, you he, need him right now. He, he had to get another tattoo. Check this out. This time it's Trump's face going on his right butt cheek. <laughs> uh, no, on the left one he has Trump Tower. Um, hmm. I, I I mean, he worships the guy. I told him it was a bad idea. It's going to be a thing of beauty. Anyway, I, uh, I don't know. I, look... I told Amber that our studio moved and because we, we got evicted, you know. And, but she still does have the phone number here. Mm. So you enter. Yeah, you guys over there answering the phones. Be on your toes. And give me a heads up if she starts calling and jamming up our only phone line in. That would really, really mess up doing the interviews.
5: Oh, yeah. That cannot happen. I, I know, I know, Spud, I know, I know. I'll
2: make sure everything with the phones is under control. Good. Well, right now it's time for our musical guest. And we, we will be speaking with them a little later on in the show. Alright, here is Juliet Tango. <laughs>
0: goodman radio show yeah this this has been charlie murphy on the spud goodman show
8: where we put it down for real that's right
5: spud your
2: first guest tj miller is waiting to speak with you all right i love tj i remember the last time we spoke with him uh on the show he was driving around in Belgium with his family ah. on vacation. Very cool dude. Yes, I do remember. I was hoping his wife was driving
5: while he was talking to you oh. on the phone. I assume they frown on people using cell phones while operating a motor vehicle in Belgium, too.
2: Uh, I'm guessing he had his personal assistant you know, handle the driving, because he's a big star now, and it's it's yeah. complicated over there. Yeah, I should probably say my apologies to our listeners at Cornucopia Radio in Sheffield, England, but you guys... Freaking drive on the wrong side of the road.
3: Welcome to AOL, Time Warner, Taco Bell, U.S. government, long distance. Please say the name of the person you wish to call.
5: You know... Whenever my wife and I go on vacation, she always insists on driving. For some reason, she feels I'm indecisive behind the wheel and I don't go fast enough.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't understand it because I'm huh. a good driver. Look, I've been in the car with you and you yeah. drive like a 90-year-old man. I do People are honking at you to speed up. And, <laughs> and Is it really necessary to leave like 30 yards between you and the car in front of you at stoplights? Well,
5: that's just being cautious, Spud. But listen, I'll, I'll put TJ through.
2: Yeah, good. Please do. Welcome back to the show, actor, writer, comedian, and producer, T.J. Miller. Hey, man, thanks for checking in with us. uh, You're a busy man these days.
8: Thank you for considering me an actor. I'm not the greatest, but I can crack a few funny jokes in every film. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, man.
2: Yeah, well, the last time we spoke, you were in Belgium almost like two years ago. I was a little afraid you might love it there and never return, so I'm very glad you're still an American.
8: Yeah, indeed. Well, it's a strange thing to be in America right now, but... Uh, yes, it is. I am now in yet another place that is pretty, uh incredible. Feeling fortunate in New Orleans. Oh, very uh, cool. Where I'm shooting underwater. i film with Kristen Stewart and Vincent Cassell.
2: Wow, and super.
8: it's going to be a good one. It's really hard. I'm wearing 110-pound suits every day to work for 12 hours. Damn! And, uh, you know, being dehydrated enough to throw up. So, yeah. It's, we're working hard for uh, America on this
2: one. Well, you know the show you mentioned way back when I spoke to you while you were in uh, uh, in Europe. Uh, it was—it's finally here. Uh, yeah, it's getting an eight-week run on Comedy Central. The Gore Burger Show, airing on Sunday nights at midnight, eleven central. How pumped are you? Uh,
8: there is no uh, words to describe. There is, there is no amount of. Pump that I can... It's, it's almost like we've been doing this... I've been doing this for about almost four years. Uh, the Director Brothers and the producer Sean Boyle have been doing it for, you know, for almost five years. And so we... There almost is this feeling of, oh, finally, okay, so Comedy Central, which is the right platform, they, you know, they're finally in a place where it makes sense to have four burgers. And we just... Because we know people that see it love it. I mean, it's not, you know, it may not be everybody's taste, but it is so ridiculous, insane, and yet grounded and very, it's just great. It's a giant blue alien puppet that took over a Japanese morning show and killed half the crew and then enslaved the other half to make his own show because he is an alien is a real fan of pop culture in America and Earth. And, you know, he has kind of a a secret mission behind that but that'll be revealed if we kind of get what we want which is like many years of this insane talk show it's unlike anything else
2: i have it set on my dvr i mean it's every show i got set so um there's that right. i guess i i also uh need to add that your very cool hbo series silicon valley is about to start again airing season four i believe sunday's at 10 nine central uh you know we're gonna bug you for that in a couple weeks so uh, let me ask you right now is there any anything you want to say about the new season
8: I think I think they did an amazing job. I mean, if you if you love Silicon Valley, you're gonna love this season. They did a really good job of kind of saying, you know, we're gonna continue the story of it in a different way, and it's not gonna be, it'll be very different from the three previous seasons. But it's very, very funny, very sharp, very accurate. Unfortunately, for all of us, but uh, you know, it is, it's pretty right on. And I, I also feel like my character. <laughs> It's just becoming, it's getting really sad and dark for him. Like he's, you know, there's the rest of the people in Pied Piper kind of gone, what, what do we need this guy for? He's nothing more than, a, you know, blowhard, totally uh you know, all bravado, all bluster. Right. Uh, so he's, it, it's increasingly difficult to uh, justify his presence. Wow. Wow.
2: Well, I love that show, also. Um, but let me hit you with this on a personal note. I, you know, if I could go off in this direction, I'm kind of having to deal with a, a sort of girlfriend slash stalker. And, and I know you're a married guy, but in your single days, do you ever uh, have to deal with this no, kind of no, situation? But we- you no, my deal's kind of weird because I kind of like her, so going underground for a couple years isn't a good option, but you know, off the record, the sex is great and she makes amazing chocolate chip cookies, but anyway, I don't want to burden you with my issues, but I just thought- Spud? Yeah? Well,
5: I don't think you should burden TJ Miller with your personal relationship issues.
2: Shouldn't that be reserved for you and your therapist? Well, I- hey, TJ, just give me a second here. Yeah? Yeah, probably, but he's on vacation for a couple weeks. I think he went to, like, the Amazon rainforest somewhere, and they don't have cell coverage there. I figured T.J. might be a good guy to, you know, bounce a few things off. Are you kidding? But yeah, it's probably better that I change the subject and move on, but, you know. Well,
5: remember what you asked Mark Marin? you know, about stand-up comedians that tend to share their personal life on stage, hoping to use it as therapy? Right. Well, he said it's not
2: a good thing, but I see you doing it more and more as a talk show host. I know. It's somewhat pitiful, Spud. Well, when my therapist deserts me on vacations, which he does a lot during the year now, it seems, I figure celebrities know more about dealing with personal issues than regular people, as they have more time to think about that kind of stuff on the set in their trailers. So, you know, I try and get a little free advice. Is that so wrong? Well, yes. Yes, it is. That should be left to professionals. Celebrity guests don't mind helping me out. (laughs) Well, I would return the favor if they ever needed my feedback. I mean, once after I interviewed Carrot Top, he later emailed me, you know, to ask if I knew anyone at Pepto Bismol, as he had occasional stomach issues too, and wanted to see if I could help him out and get a deal on a few cases of the stuff. Which I did. That's not the same thing. Whatever. Just, just let me get back to TJ. Hey, man, I have returned. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So let me move on, because the Mucinex issue, this is something, let me go with an inside the actors (laughs) studio kind of question. What was your motivation in playing that ball of mucus in those Mucinex commercials? Because uh, people want to know, was it tough to get into character to do that role?
8: To circle back, I am hardly an actor. I'm just okay at looking natural in between jokes on camera.
1: Oh, you're
8: uh, you're underselling yourself. I I really do believe that they called me because they are like, you kind of sound like you're always sick. You know, you smoke just enough and kind of yell just enough that you might be the perfect voice. And then the amazing trade there is they write the structure, it's a good ad, and then they let me get in one wrist line, like one real joke. And my, my feeling on, you know, I'm, my mission statement is make as many people laugh as you possibly can. There's going to be advertising. We we consume that as capitalists every day, and so I like doing these next ads because I think they're funny. I work for Slim Jim because we do this kind of sketch series. That, you know, I, they're really fun and collaborative. I mean, do they you know, let you? Do they let you? They not, like they, my they, motivation is not money. Let me put it that way. That's cool. So I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see how people receive the HBO special because it's not. It's not everybody's company, I don't, you know, be, yeah, I don't think everybody, some people are going to be like, why, what is this, it's, it doesn't make any sense, it's not relatable, uh, but I think other people might really like it, but it'll be the first time that I present something, kind of like The gore Show, but present something where I'm saying, I am an absurdist, and that's the type of work that I'm going to be doing, because there's none of it in the landscape, the marketplace is sort of free and uh, there, there are of course great shows like the Eric Andre show you know some we right. started shooting right when they started shooting there's you know there are very absurd uh, anything to America but I you know I try and bring a type of absurdity to the table that is very mass accessible like it works a little bit in Transformers form and then everybody's happy because I have quite a few Chinese people going <laughs> that guy with the weird hair and he was yelling about cars the whole time. That's a great movie. Okay, now back to work where we have suicide nets so that we don't throw ourselves to our death. Right. Things are going so poorly.
2: When's this going to air? When, when's the HBO special going to air? I, you know, it's
8: set for June, but I've been, again, fortunate enough to be working on so many different things right now that, uh, you know, I've had to try and make it perfect because the HBO special is the biggest thing in a stand-up comics' life, I mean, that's,
1: right, right.
8: It's, I feel like I'm—it's a living, walking dream. But, uh, I, you know, we're, it's slated to come out in June, and it is—we've—we've we've signed off on it. It is the best version of those years of material. So I hope people will get into it too. Or, absolutely, I'm just a terrible comedian. It's time for me to move back to Denver. No,
1: to
2: see no. On. Well, let me close with this thing, because I know you are extremely busy. Um, so, T.J. Yeah. Miller, as one of the stars of the Yogi Bear movie in 2010, can yeah. you believe the yeah, Trump administration has now made it legal to shoot hibernating bears in their den? How small of a penis does one need to commit this atrocity? I wanted to get your take on it. Well, that. I'm starting,
8: you know, we've been talking a lot time about what his penis is, but I'm very much feeling like we're getting closer to the idea that maybe he just doesn't even have a penis at all.
2: Well, that's and he may
8: not have a soul or a heart, but he he does think that what he's doing is the right way to steer America. He just happens to be lying, so it's about. So I, you know, I wish everybody well, but yeah, as, as the star of Yogi Bear 3D uh, I thought that was pretty. That was a tough thing to hear about. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. And you know what? It felt it, it felt very staged, which is how everything is feeling right now. Everything feels like we're on a television show. It does not feel real to be an American right now. It's very strange, and it will unfortunately be a huge part of my stand-up comedy for the next, like, five years to a decade.
2: As it should but, be. You know, you know, whether I'm i like right it or not. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's too idiot. Big Game hunting sons came up with the idea. Um, all right, so let me remind everyone that Gore Burger is now airing on Comedy Central each Sunday night at midnight, 11 Central. So I want to thank you so much for coming back on our show, because we are we're major fans. Even our interns, I, I want to say that.
8: I really thank you, man. I mean, it always is surprising to me uh, when people are fans, because a lot of the stuff that I do is just very strange and bizarre. But I, yeah, I appreciate it.
2: All right, I just want to thank you so much again, Mr. TJ Miller.
8: Ron Jeremy Ron Jeremy is a legendary porn star. Yeah, maybe his real acting career didn't go too far, and maybe he could never afford a really nice car, but he was the hedgehog, and he could get a free drink on the house, in any bar. Ron Jeremy is a legendary porn star because he was really well-endowed, but I won't lie, he made me feel
4: really inadequate.
0: The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the spud goodman radio show uh,
5: spud yeah the interns just informed me amber is holding on the line and Uh-oh. she's not going to hang up until she speaks with you like right now uh, the interns are a bit shook up because they don't know what to do
2: well look there's no need to panic here we're in the middle of the show so i i can't exactly you know stop things now and, and call her Tell the tell them to say, "I promise to call her later." You know, people lie a lot, so
4: you got to be on your toes. Oh
2: no, wait! I, I'm sure she's listening right now. If she's on hold, I mean, guests can hear the show while they're on hold, right? I know she never listens to the to the broadcast because she hates the show. Yeah, I believe guests can hear the show while they're on
5: hold.
4: That's right. You can hear the show while on hold. I used to call right. every so often myself. Never got on the air though, which is still something i think is not very nice after all i am your aunt spud
2: i'll blame that on the interns okay so amber if you're listening i don't know if you're there uh right now you're on hold so i'm hoping you can hear me i cross my heart and hope to die and i'll call you as soon as i'm done here and off the air i don't think it's going to happen
5: yeah, I don't think she's going to take your word for it, Spud. W- what is plan B? W- we have another guest calling into the show in like two minutes. Having one phone line into the show
2: leaves us open to this
4: sort yeah, of situation.
2: Okay. You know, we're being held hostage
5: here. That's
4: terrible. Uh, that's a
2: bit dramatic, though. Don't go to- too over the top, all right? No. Um, j- just tell the interns to put her through, and I can, I can take care of this right now.
5: All right, very well. Uh, okay, put the call through.
2: Uh, Spud, here she is. Hey, hey, hey Amber, are you, can you hear me? It's Spud. You're on the air, so keep it clean. Are, are you there?
3: I'm on the air now? Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. So when were you going to call? Do you well, know how embarrassing this is to have to beg to speak with you? None well, of my old boyfriends would ever be like Well,
2: well look, you know, I, I know we're not officially like boyfriend, girlfriend, y- you know, yet officially. If
9: you know how I feel, why would you say that?
2: Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, but you know what I want to say is we have a guest calling in right now, and if you don't hang up, we can't speak with them, and that's a problem on a talk show because we do need guests to interview. I understand, but how sad is it that this is the only way your girlfriend can
3: contact you? You've ignored my calls, texts, emails. I almost okay
2: again. Again, it's a little premature to go with the couple thing. You know, I'm just saying that you know that. Oh,
3: you had no problem having me pay for that weekend trip to Vegas last month. Well, and that new pair of Jordans at Nike Town before we went to the movie last Saturday night? Uh, or how about the autographed guitar from Peter Frampton you bought on eBay with my credit card?
4: Well, as a mother, I would think
5: that
2: you would not want to be drunk at the putt-putt. Spud, you, you don't play guitar. Just stay out of this, all right? Oh. And and it was a silver tone. It was really cheap. Oh. Pretty cheap. Uh, hey, Amber, Amber, you know, hang up right now and I give you my word I will call you back when the band is playing in a bit, Okay. Kevin Nealon's supposed to call in, like, right now, so just do this for me, okay, please? All right, all right, I'll be waiting.
5: Oh, thank goodness. Spud, you really need to keep your private life separate from this show. I agree. Yeah, it's very unprofessional. Shut
2: up. I'm not going to take workplace advice from a temporary co-host. You're temporary permanent. <laughs> Whatever, just just check and see if, if he's on the line, all right? Yep, yeah, very
5: well. Uh, uh, Spud, the board is telling me your next guest, Kevin Nealon, is good to go
2: on the line. Okay, it's been a while since we've had Kevin on the program. He, he's got a new TV show on CBS these days, besides still doing the stand-up thing. Yeah, please, don't ask
5: Kevin about that old show of his weeds. The last time he was on, you really focused on it. Um, <laughs> um you suck! yeah i really like the show it was great i don't understand why there are shows about a schedule one narcotic
2: like marijuana it's disturbing why don't you google cough syrup now and and see if that's on the fed schedule one list too uh, just put kevin on please yeah, here he is please welcome back to the show actor comedian kevin nealon hey man how's it going how's going great thanks how you doing Excellent. Uh, let me get this out of the way. You will be appearing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington, the 14th and 15th, with two shows, 7.30 and 10 p.m.
6: That's right. I'm very excited. about it. I love that club.
2: Yeah, you're up here semi-often, you know?
6: Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. I think it's been maybe a couple years since I've been up there, but um, I always have a good time when I'm up there, and the audiences are great, and I always look forward to it.
2: All right, super. Well, Kevin, you're now a cast member of the CBS sitcom *Man with a Plan*, airing Mondays at 8:30 p.m. 7:30 Central, playing Matt Matt LeBlanc's brother. How you liking returning to network TV? It's a little tamer than Showtime, where you both were on, but I'm guessing the craft services is a step up.
6: <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. I love it. You know, it's. Um, it's I'm really lucky because I get to do a lot of things in this business. You know, I'm a stand-up comic. I've acted. You know, I was in *Weeds* for a while. I did *SNL* for nine years, and all different kinds of uh, platforms for me. And now this is a, uh, it's called a multi-camera. It's a, you know, traditional type of a sitcom done in a soundstage with an audience. And the schedule is great, and I get to stay home a lot and um, hang out with my family. So I'm kind of uh, psyched about it.
2: Ah, oh, super. Well, you know, I had a chance to speak with your former cast member of *Weeds*. Speaking of that show, Justin Kirk. Um, this wasn't too long ago, and, and we were discussing the possible storylines for a, a *Weeds* reunion show, as, as some form of its legal and almost non—you know, almost every non-Confederate state these days. So, where do you think your character Doug Wilson would be right now?
6: It's funny. I thought about that before. Um, how *Weeds* would hold up now with so many states legalizing pot? You know, it's. Um... I think we would probably, my character probably would be pushing another type of a drug, you know, (laughs) to make it a little more, um, um, you know, uh, exciting and and the risk of getting caught. But, you know, the thing about pot was it it wasn't like meth or anything, you know, so it wasn't that like, uh, you know... Yeah, it's kind
2: of horrible, tame, uh, actually. You know, yeah. Yeah. And you think about it, uh, after what followed, you know, with, with Breaking Bad and other shows. So, yeah, it's actually, when you look at that, look back at it, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, speaking of, well, speaking of, this is uh, not really drug-related. It's actually uh, a, a pharmaceutical situation. I wanted to ask you about being in the commercials for uh, uh, Zeralto uh, with the late, great Arnold Palmer. You know, if one watched any cable news network, they could see you, like, 15, 20 times a day. Have they copped okay. you for life after doing that? Because you were very good yeah. at it. <laughs> you no, know,
6: it's. Uh, I wish they did pay me for every time it aired, but they didn't. There's just one deal up front. But that was a great experience for me because I got to meet Arnold Palmer, and you know, either, whether you're a golfer or not, this guy has accomplished so much, and he's such an amazing guy, and he's done everything. You know, I, I said to him, I said, "Arnie, I was golfing down at the Ocean Course in uh, South Carolina." And he goes, "I designed that course. I won two Opens down there." And uh, (laughs) he's like, oh, that's great. And then a little bit longer, a little while later, he said, hey, I was golfing in Lanai in Hawaii. He goes, I designed that course, too. I won three opens out there. I thought, these guys did everything. I can't, you know, stump them on anything. But, you know, I was golfing at that miniature golf course off the freeway down by Long Beach. He goes, I designed the windmill for that.
2: (laughs) Dang. Yeah, he was quite the legend. It's a very sad situation. Um,
6: Yeah. uh, I'm glad I got to meet him before he passed away, and um, he really was something special.
2: Yeah. So the renaissance of Saturday Night Live, it's experiencing, you know, uh, I mean, it's killing, it's crushing right now, and they've caught the wave, Um, I guess, along with Stephen Colbert on CBS. It's a good time to have skills in political satire right now,
6: huh? It really is. Saturday Night Live um, has always had a banner year when they've done an election. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a given, you know, and this is a great opportunity this year, especially with Trump running. And with that carryover and that 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 will provide political fodder for many many years.
2: Well, back when you were a cast member, um, there are a number of conservatives, Adam Sandler, John Lovitz, Rob Schneider, and Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, at least right now, could one back then opt out of a sketch if you didn't dig the bit? Because it looks like the current cast is all pretty much in agreement that our current president is an unfortunate you know, national disaster that happened, but we're... And I don't think it's an issue for with this cast, but did you guys ever have a, a deal where you, yeah, you know, I don't really want to be in that bit or anything?
6: Um, I mean, you could always opt out of anything you want to be in. You know, you weren't forced to be in anything. Um, so, yeah, but most people were, you're up for anything, you know, because it was comedy, and and I don't think any of those people you mentioned were really that ardent about uh, you know their political um, background. You know, they were. their comedy was their first love.
2: Yeah, I mean that that was back then. I, I you know people evolve as they as they uh, you know get a little older. I, I guess. I guess that's the axiom, uh, but uh, I, like, like Dennis, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I think you're a close friend of his, but I, I, maybe you did. But uh, to the, the people on the outside, uh, that kind of was surprising that he's, you know, at the point now, uh, yeah, he has his own conservative talk show, you know, so it's kind of interesting.
6: Well, it's funny, back then, you know, nobody really talked about what their political leanings uh, were. We were. We were all excited to be on Silent Live, and we all wanted to be funny. And that was kind of, uh, that never really surfaced back then.
2: All right, super. Spud.
5: Yes? As a conservative myself, I know I would really appreciate being able, you know, to separate myself from you and this show when you spout off on some liberal rant against our president. Unfortunately, I don't
2: have that option. Uh, hey, hey, Kevin, I just need a moment here. That's fine. Well, you kind of do. I mean, you could resign right now, and and I'm pretty sure the show would go on just fine without you. Oh,
5: you know, as a professional, I would never do such a thing. But I'm making the point that there are times when I have to just sit here and listen to you criticize our current Commander-in-Chief. Well, I just want to say right now, on the air, there are some of us on this show who love President Trump. Hashtag, make America great again.
2: Uh, no. You are the only one associated with this show that is not embarrassed of this guy. Do you want me to take a vote right now here in the studio? you want me to do that? Hashtag charlatan. Well, hashtag
5: USA. USA. Because the popular vote is not how we elect our president, Spud.
2: You should know that. Uh, Hashtag grifter. Yeah, maybe so. Uh, Just let me get back to Kevin before he nods off, though. Well, let me close with this. Uh, Kevin Nealon, what would Give you greater pleasure hitting a hole in one with you know on the links with actual live witnesses um, or jamming on the banjo sometime with Steve Martin?
6: Well, I've already jammed on the banjo with Steve Martin many times, yeah. so a hole in one would definitely be the uh, <laughs> you know, but hitting it with my banjo.
2: Oh, yeah, there you go. All right, so yeah. uh, do you do you dig uh, jamming with Steve? I, I bet that would be something special I do. to see.
6: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. He's such a, an accomplished banjo player now. You know, he um, there was a time when we were hanging out and uh, we were talking about the banjo, and we both kind of ruminated about how we don't play that much anymore. You know, we pick it up once in a while. And I said, I know a couple of songs, you know, classic, um, you know, bluegrass songs. He goes, Yeah, me too. And, and then he just kind of kind of went back to it and really got into it. And now he's you know really um, amazing picker.
2: Yeah, oh, all right, super. Okay, well, let me let me say once again that you will be appearing at the Parlor Live Comedy Club in Bellevue, Washington, Friday and Saturday with two shows, 7.30 and 10 p.m., and your show, Man with a Plant, airs each Monday night on CBS at 8.30 p.m., 7.30 Central. Well, thanks so much for coming back on our show, man, Mr. Kevin Nealon. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for
6: having me. For a genuine musical treat,
7: Tune in to the Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty.
2: It's musical guest interview time. Welcome back to the show, our musical guest, Julia Tango. Hey, pro- proclaim your identity and your instrument of choice.
7: Well, my name's Joe Tai, and my instrument of choice is the harmonica, but I play guitar and sing in this band. <laughs> All right.
2: My name is Ripley Tai, and my instrument of choice is actually the piano, but I play drums when needed. All right, Super. Well, you know, you guys performed at South by Southwest this year. How how hard was it to find a room within 50 miles of Austin? And and was there any snack food left on the shelves at the 7 Eleven and Mini Marts in town?
1: A
7: room. We slept in a van in the heart of the festival.
2: Wow. (laughs) The whole time. Windowless 18 van. You guys, uh, yeah, you're not soft, I guess, huh?
7: No, hell no. Two hours of sleep every night.
2: Yeah, all right, super. Well, as a married couple, and I think I can officially state that, right? It's been it's been a while. Down. I mean, it's, it's out in the open, right? Yes, sir. it is. All right, super. Well, and you're also a very fine rock band. So, are there ever any squabbles over what songs are on the playlist? If say Ripley wants to do like a 20 minute drum solo, or are you Joe want to do a 45 minute guitar solo? Do you guys ever have to hold a band meeting to mediate that kind of stuff?
7: We never have a band meeting. We never, we never have, have a set, set list. list.
2: Oh, ever? Just, not once.
7: Not once. We play no. just poof, just go.
2: Doesn't even call out the songs. He just starts playing them, and we go. Oh, all right. That's pretty. That's pretty spiffy. All right. Well, see. Let me ask you this. What is the band's official position on being pulled from an airplane, kicking and screaming? W- would that pose a problem? You know, if one of you were jerked off a plane on the way to a gig. I mean, would would, I, would either one of you just stay on the plane? You know, as the show must go on. Well, the show must go on,
7: and hopefully, it would be her that got jerked off, kicking and screaming, and I got there <laughs> and was able to play because I could pull it off without her. Her putting on my hat and glasses, I mean, it's harder to pull off that than anything. But if you remember, if they do take you off the plane, you do get a golden ticket usually that allows you to do anything you want to go anywhere you want to fly, and anywhere, to fly, you fly want anywhere you want get to because i had one before they're like we need to select <laughs> people to go off they gave you a ticket and what i did is i scheduled the place to go here and then i built a tour around it where i was like i want to lay over in here for two days and i want to lay over here for two days i need to
2: reschedule here for two days and they never charge you after you use that voucher i'm taking notes right now wow, yeah, that's that's super good all right well hey what's the name of the next song you guys are going to do
9: run away with me
7: yes I wrote Ooh. it I wrote it after this beautiful woman right here Ooh, I like uh, meeting her
2: I've heard this song it is very cool
7: thank you ready rock
1: let's do it run away run away with me you could be my high everything run away run away with me you could be my high everything Every dead center
4: downtown.
1: Run away, run away with me. You could be my high everything. Run away, run away with me. You could be my high everything. Run away. Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman
3: Show. Hello, this is the Hardcore Legend, Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. What a jerk!
2: Say, Spud, your last guest, Judy Greer, is holding for you. Great. I love this woman. She's been in so many cool indie films and and great TV shows, too. You know, I don't think I'm familiar with her. Of course not. Uh, I'm talking films, not movies. Hmm. Have you ever seen something at the theater that that didn't have a superhero, a a monster truck, or a robot? you haven't? Well, yes. Listen, the family and I do
5: enjoy the big spectacular movies with those neat special effects.
2: I was going to ask you this the other day. Don't
5: you follow Michael Bay on Twitter? Yes. It is so cool to be able to stay up on what Michael's up to in his career. I I got to tell you. I feel honored to have been accepted to be a follower of his.
2: Uh, I think I saw him on Twitter though. He has like 80,000 followers. So, I wouldn't feel too special. Re- Really? I, I didn't notice that. Um, does he follow you? Not that I know of. Yeah, you guys are pretty tight then. All right, just just put Judy on. Yeah, here she is. Please give a warm welcome to actress, author, and now director Judy Greer. Thanks much for coming on our show.
9: Thanks for having me. What a what a I, I forgot about all those other things I do. That's Thank right. You.
2: You're multi talented. So uh you are in fact Charlotte Vandertunt. Oh okay, you're Judy Greer, but you voice this character on the very cool FX series Archer, which airs Wednesdays at ten PM. So here yeah. I wanted to ask you, as as you're working, you know, around the you know, around pretty much around the clock all year long with other projects can you just phone in this part I mean like actually read your lines over the phone or do you have to like physically go into the studio because if so I hope they have decent craft services because that's my obsession personally
9: (laughs) Um, that's all I really care about too by the way if I'm being honest Um, I cannot record over the phone they haven't really like I I can't there's not a connection that's really as good as being in the studio but I can go into any studio wherever I am in the world and I'm working Um, usually they can find a place where I can record quickly so they make it really easy. Um, it'd be awesome if I could do it myself, but there's so many buttons to push, and it really confuses me, and um, I don't have great craft service at my house, so I actually really like to go and record it. My
2: uh, good point, good point. Well, <laughs> as Charlotte VanderTunt on Archer, you play a character who is a bit unhinged, correct? I mean, she's a wealthy heiress who's also a pyromaniac and a country western singer. You know, I heard that in Nashville, arson's a big problem, so did you do the, like the background research, the method thing to portray Charlotte?
9: I had not heard that, and that is so funny. No, maybe somebody did. Um, no, but I know that, like, um, I come from a long line of women in Ohio who like to burn things. Maybe that's where they got that from. Oh. Um, I, uh, no, I, I didn't. Yes, she is. she's a crazy wild person, this character I play, and she she does like to burn things. She has no filter at all, and she also has some very weird, deviant um, bedroom antics, I oh. would say. There you go. <laughs> about it so yes it is not much like myself um but i do feel very like i feel like i can really relate to her like she comes out of my mouth very easily so i don't know if that's saying anything
2: at all well okay all right well you know i have seen most of your work actually to this point in your career as you've chosen projects that i for some reason keep stumbling on you have really really good taste so here's my question have you ever done anything crappy because i haven't seen it
9: Oh my gosh, yes. Who hasn't? But I would never say that I thought something was crappy. But there's been also things I've done where I wasn't as happy with the finished product, but other people seem to like it. But no, I, I think I've been really lucky. Like I've always, I've always found a good project and something I believe in, and and I am really happy with the 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 work I've done. And I think my crappier stuff, in my opinion, is probably earlier in my career. So maybe maybe it's all gotten lost in the world wide web or something i don't know no i've been lucky
2: well um i haven't seen it. let's just leave it at that so you know i I wanted to say i really enjoyed your work on fx series married why the hell did they cancel that show because you guys got the married thing right it was so real
9: oh thank you yeah i really i feel really sad about that still um those kind of like the glory days um i don't know i guess i guess they, people weren't really watching it people didn't really know it was on <laughs> um you know it's it's hard to say like why something doesn't work especially it's frustrating sometimes when everyone who comes up to you and talks to you about the show and talks to you about how much they love it and so many people are, oh I watch it with my husband or I watch it with my wife and it just feels like us and we love it so much when's it coming back and yeah I don't know why they canceled it that you know that's just a bummer but I had such a great time working on it, and, and Nat Faxon is just such a, he's still such a good friend, but I don't know, we had really good chemistry, and sometimes that can be difficult, and that's, I think, where a show like that lives or dies.
2: All right, super. Well, you know, I'm kind of between marriages right now, and on the show, we've been oh, talking a bit about... Yeah,
1: that's right.
2: Well, we've been talking on the show a little bit about me dealing with, uh, you know, a sort of girlfriend, her name is Amber, and some have used the word stalker in reference to her, but anyway, here's my question. Huh. What's the best way I to tell someone don't. that, yeah, that, that maybe, you know, maybe it's not working out, because I know in Hollywood, you got to have, like, personal assistants to handle that thing, so...
9: What do you do if it's not working out?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm just, uh, yeah, she's...
9: she's... Oh, gosh. Uh, Maybe post a picture on Instagram of you out with another girl. Although, if she's stalkery. um, I found the best thing that worked for me was calling someone on the phone and simply saying, I don't want to go on dates with you anymore.
2: Well, that's direct. All right.
9: It's direct, and my friend who is a man, he advised me on this tactic when I was dating. He said, this is how you should handle it. And trust me, when you tell that to a guy, he's going to be defensive and he's going to kind of be irritated. But he will hang up and he'll be bruised and his ego will hurt. And then he will realize that you did him such a huge favor.
2: Okay, I wrote it down. All right, super.
9: Well, <laughs> Poor well, Amber.
2: Yeah, I know. She's
9: listening and you won't have to do anything.
2: Yeah, she's a little more strong-willed than that. She doesn't take no for an answer, but that's another topic. I won't bore you with it. But, um, well, Spud. Yeah? Well, once again, I just don't feel it's appropriate
5: for you to dump your personal relationship issues on our guests. Hey, uh, Judy, uh,
2: just give me a brief, brief moment.
5: <laughs> what? Well, if you really need a woman's opinion on how to handle this situation with Amber, I could ask my wife Rachel to give you her perspective. Now, she may not be some famous Hollywood star, but
2: she's never steered me wrong in our many years of marriage. Yeah, uh, no offense to your wife, but I think I prefer to get input you know, from celebrities when my therapist isn't available. They have much more experience with this kind of stuff. Oh, well, my wife is a very wise woman. Uh, A
5: number of her friends from our church seek her guidance when they have marital concerns.
2: Aren't you the only dude she's ever slept with? She's not exactly walked a mile or even a block in my shoes. Well, just
5: because Rachel and I chose to wait until marriage before we made love for the first time does not diminish her ability to dispense advice on relationship concerns. But, okay, suit yourself and continue consulting famous people when times get tough. But no, she is there for you if you need it.
2: Yeah, good to know. Hey, yeah, Judy, I'm back. Yes, I'm ready. Um, so, so let me ask you about your directorial debut with your work on A Happening of Monumental Proportions. How satisfying yeah. was it to be the one in charge, the quarterback, the head cheese? It was
9: so awesome. I loved it so much. It was so fun to get to work with every single person on a set instead of just the people that the actors come in contact with. And and it's a tiny movie it's independent we had a low budget so it felt like a tiny little family that we were just everyday trying to tell this story and it was so fun my actors were so funny and my crew was so great everyone worked so hard and uh, I just can't wait to do my next movie I mean it was such an incredible experience I feel so lucky
2: you had a great cast from what I understand from what yeah. I read yeah
9: yeah my cast is kind of ridiculous yeah
2: I'm gonna close with my signature question alright here we go alright Judy Greer, what has been your most memorable moment uh, in Hollywood?
9: Um I would have to say probably being on the red carpet at the Oscars was really incredible. Oh, that'd It be was fun. like the thing that you well, I guess as a kid fantasizing about winning an Oscar, but I'll take being on the being able to go to the Oscars. That's a good runner up. Um, it was a really incredible night and it was a really incredible movie I was there for the descendants which I'm so proud of and it was oh, yeah. so wonderful and uh, and yeah so that night was it was stands out I hope that if I ever lose my brain cells that I
1: remember that one
2: wow yeah well um, I know you got to take like Hollywood meetings and that kind of stuff uh, so let me let me remind everyone that Archer airs each Wednesday at 10 p.m. Um, I would, you know, the advice you gave me was very, very good. This has been a, like, this this interview was good for me, too. So I want to thank you so very much for doing it.
9: Thank you for having me.
2: All right. There you have it, Miss Judy Greer.
9: Good luck out there.
1: My, how time
5: flies. Uh, Spud, Amber is back on the line. Yeah, I figured. My
2: freaking cell phone is totally dead from her blowing it up with all those calls and texts. Uh, I'm thinking now she's really pissed. Uh, well,
4: listen, would you like me to chat with her? Well, you know, I don't know, you know, have no, a heart-to-heart discussion? No. I can do that. She really needs to understand that you are not exactly husband material. My gut and my heart is telling me that I just like did this too fast and I didn't know what I was doing. And does she know about your prior failed marriages? Well, I was gonna talk. Well, to Well, that it. should give her a heads up on your ability or not to be a decent human being. Well, that's a bit harsh, oh, Dorothy. I don't Seriously, think
2: so. I mean, we're family here, and I—I I mean, anyone can make a mistake or two in relationships. You, you know, even this, you have. This
5: right. is not okay. Your personal life has now impacted this show, and I feel okay. So, so she be-
2: clogs up the only phone line into this. Show yeah. big freaking deal. We're done with our guest interviews, so no need to wig out here. W- what about the show that
5: follows us here on the station? They need the phone line too, and-, and the one after that. How
2: long do you think she's willing to do this? Well, you know, probably for a few days at least. Amber has great stamina and focus. Wow. No one has ever accused her of being soft. <laughs> well, listen,
5: this should probably be further discussed at our next staff meeting. Uh, can I? Can, I, I, can I, I use up- your
2: cell? I just can I just borrow just for a sec? My No, and then I can text her. You know, while while I wrap this show up, my multitasking has always been, my, you know, my major strength as a talk show host. I'm gonna have to go
6: ahead and sort of disagree with you there.
2: Spud, yes, you know I don't have my cell phone with me. I'm not
5: allowed. I-, I think my youngest, Arnold, still has it anyway. He tries to copy me in so many ways these days, and he really has taken to playing Candy Crush, like his old man. <laughs> Great.
2: Uh, I'm wasting my time here. Just let me speak with her just for a second, and I will take care of this, I promise. Uh, uh, if you say so. All right, uh, put her back on, guys. Okay.
3: Spud? Yeah. Why do you seem to lie when it's not this. even necessary? I can do this. I knew you wouldn't call, like you said. It okay. was clear you.
2: Okay, you killed my phone dead. First off, that's number one. I mean, how would your fancy new iPhone 7 handle? 200, I think it's, yeah, it says 278 texts, wow. 26 missed calls, and long voicemails in 24 hours. Amber, one of your messages was like an hour and a half almost. We have so many issues to work out.
3: Not the least basic human decency like your aunt mentioned. Mm -hmm. How about saying goodbye when you leave me in the middle
2: of the night? When I woke up at... Can I ask? Can I ask? Have you ever tried Breathe Right strips? I mean, I I was going to buy a couple packages. You know, is... The snoring thing again? Yeah.
3: But you might want to apply a couple of those on yourself, as you sound like a chainsaw most night.
2: No, a chainsaw? No, no. I mean, yeah. uh, well, maybe some nights when my sinuses are like really, really clogged up. But And it's not that loud. It's more like an electric toothbrush, a low rumble, not like an ear-splitting roar that emanates
4: from your well, esophagus. Now, remember, Spud, complaining about snoring is number six on the list of reasons for divorce. It's wise for you two to deal with this now, before the wedding, Wedding?
9: You don't think I feel bad that I invited all these people to this huge wedding and blew everyone out? I wasted everyone's time.
3: Hell no. Marriage is about sharing and honesty. Right now we have more like a mother-son relationship and
2: that is not working for me. uh, I was very close to my mom and, you know, let me just say this about her. She never ever snored. I put her to bed many times after she drank too much, you know, and most of the time I had to check her pulse to verify she was still breathing. She was like a Rolex watch, totally silent. It it was eerie. You know, maybe this would be
5: best dealt with later as we're almost out of time.
2: Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, probably so. Amber, how about we meet at like Denny's in an hour? I can be there in an hour. Which Denny's?
4: Our Denny's. The one that, you know, we always go to when the bars close. The one on Sixth Avenue. Oh, oh yeah, that's my favorite Denny's too. The restrooms are always so clean, at least before three or so in the morning.
3: All right.
2: I'm going to get ready. Please do not be late. Look, I won't be late, but, you know, if, if like, I get caught in traffic, some some emergency thing happens, you know, and you get there before I do, order me a double Grand Slam as I am starved. What's
3: that chicken still doing out? Just once. It would be nice if you were on time and ordered for me, but okay. And a double orange juice, too? Yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. I, 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 I love, lo- I, you know, I, I like you. Bye, Spud. See, I told you I could handle it. Yeah, you know,
5: maybe someday you'll get to experience a healthy and loving relationship. Hell will freeze over. That's my hope, at least.
2: That'd be a little boring. You know, I I do like the... I I like... Anyway, I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Once again, here is Juliet Tango.
1: All right. Give me a ticket for a narrow plane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, now I'm going home My baby, roll me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend I got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone, now I'm going home My baby, just roll me a letter She rolled me a letter, said she couldn't live me no more Listen mister can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway yeah I don't care how much money I gotta send got to get back to my baby again Lonely days home, gone I'm going home my baby Just me a letter
0: Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville. Executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Production assistants Brian Martin and Trent Botello. Video director T.J. Pite. Original music by Mike Spotts and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Derek Schneider, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.